We, our show's what you know, we'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to the tangled web we weave, the worldwide web, which has to do with technology, which of course leads us down a dark path stuck in the spider's web, the World Wide Web. This is Shows What You Know. I am Jim Scampoli. I am Jacob Burrows, and I would make a joke about how if you stop listening, you're going to die or something, but I do believe that's exactly what I said uh, last time we talked about Black Mirror. When we talked about Series 3. We're here to talk about Series 4 of Black Mirror this year. And we've been doing this show for a while now. That's pretty cool. Uh, shows go and come and come back and go again and come again. Just like technology. Just like our lives down the drain of technology. Am I right? Uh, apps. All right. Now, I do have one question, then. This is slightly on topic. You said series four. I say season four. Black Mirror, yes, is a British show, but it's now made for Netflix in America. Is it series or season? I Well, it's I don't know. I said series because in my mind, it's a UK show. It's where it started. It's not like this is Black Mirror parentheses use S. UK turned their back on Black Mirror. Well, that is true. Well, we give... Hey, to be and fair... We saved you. That is true, but we do... We're equal. We give every show two series and then a Christmas special, and then you're done, okay? And they wanted more. They got too greedy, just like the fucking uh, uh, people on the Santa Maria or whatever it is. Went over, oh, we need more land, Pff, more food, more religious freedom. Pff, come out of here. You, you had your Christmas special. Just get out of here. I think, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's a ser series four. Black Mirror series four. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk without spoilers first. And before we get into actually that, I did want to mention, hey, if you want us to discuss a show of your choosing, you can always leave a review on iTunes. And right now we have a drive going where if you leave a review, and it's preferably a five-star review, I feel like I shouldn't have to mention it, but I guess I do. I'll leave a five-star review, preferably, you know, and tell us what show you'd like us to discuss, and we guarantee... That will do a show on it. But this is a limited time offer and it will expire at the end of this month. So get your review in before the start of February and we'll do it. Um, I do have a couple of reviews here. First from Adam J. This is a UK review, so I guess I'll call it a review, governor, uh, as we say over there. More Jim Scampoli, you say. What did we do to deserve this? Great podcast from Jim and them. Uh, no, it says Jim and Jacob Burrows. I can't read. These two really show their love for television and makes for an awesome show. If I had to suggest anything to watch, I'd suggest The Inbetweeners, parenthesis, UK. Have you watched this show? I have not. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I have not watched it. Well, this will be a joy. I'm, I know you're going to like The Inbetweeners, and I don't think it's... I don't even have to say it like I usually do, like, oh, you know, the first series is a bit of a fucking... Uh, the Inbetweeners is a really good comedy from the UK that it's right up your alley. I bet we're going to be hearing clips from it at the start of Jim and Them very soon. Uh, so we're definitely, we're guaranteed to do that one. So you could also leave a review, guaranteed to do a show on your review. We also have a review from Chelsea. I'm just uh, seeing this review. Wow. Three stars. 
And I want to just point out, this is a this is a mythological thing because I've only ever seen five star, one star, and then the rare four star or two star review on iTunes. But three is such an average thing that the amount of effort it takes to leave a review, most people wouldn't do it. But Chelsea put in the work and commented, "I enjoyed listening to reviews of Stranger Things season one, even though you called Dustin Duncan." The reviews of season two. I mean, I guess I have to assume we did do that. I will say in our, I'm sorry to interrupt your review. Yeah, yeah. I will say in our defense, we were the first people on the Stranger Things train. Choo mm -hmm. choo. We're the conductors, so we're allowed a small mistake. Especially yeah. fresh in the zeitgeist. Not like you, you goddamn bandwagon jumper or train <laughs> jumper. I'm sorry, continue. Are you sure? I, I mean, I was thinking the same thing that like, yeah, but no one knew what any of the characters' names were because we were talking about Stranger Things probably before you'd heard of it, before anyone had heard of it, but okay. Um, I, we definitely did that, though. That does sound like what we would do. The review of Season 2 were super critical. Uh, apparently, you knew everything that was going to happen before it happened, and they just did an awful job with everything. Chill and enjoy it more. I Rebubble. would argue that that's not what our review of... If you have not heard our Stranger Things two not season two by the way chelsea it's called stranger things two mm -hmm. uh review i would argue that's absolutely not what we did i feel like we were defending it a lot because a lot of the feedback was middling to negative for stranger things two uh we definitely had some criticisms for sure uh but i uh, specifically remember us being very positive. Yeah, we were very, pretty positive, and I'll say this, Chelsea, you wouldn't like our Game of Thrones reviews because uh, uh, we were pretty we're pretty hyped about Stranger Things, and uh, you also wouldn't like... I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of this type of comment on the Game of Thrones, like, writing video I did where they're like, just chill and enjoy it, and, like, even though it doesn't really matter how many times you say you enjoy it, if you talk about the bad stuff, it seems like, well, clearly they did everything wrong and uh, you just hated it. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, it's... Uh, I guess it's fair. If you just want people to say how great it was, uh, might not be the show for you. Speaking of which, Black Mirror. I definitely appreciate this review. And like you said, you know, she didn't just give us a one. So I, I know we're being a little tough on you. But hey, you gave us a three because you thought we had some stuff to work on. Uh, don't listen to our Legion reviews. Don't listen to our um, <laughs> Mr. Robot review. Uh, I know. I was also thinking like, wow, Stranger Things. That was rough for you? Okay, well, uh, do you want to hear us talk about? Shit, what's the show we loved? Gil uh, fucking listen Mrs. to our Gilmore Girls, Mrs. Maisel. Uh, those are good. Sorry, what did you say? What was the last one? I was Maisel Men. I'm with you. Listen of course, Maisel Men. But yeah, yeah. So let's do some Black Mirror Series mm. 4. Mm. Now, so you want to just talk some basics first before we get any type of spoiler territory? Let's talk basics first. And um, overall, the creator of the show said, I believe, that um he was writing this in you know late 2016 and he kind of figured maybe i shouldn't go 100 percent bleak nihilism on this one as i usually do maybe people are gonna be a bit sick of it by the time this comes out i don't know so as far as i understand he set out to make more of a varied bag of shows and i think that shows um what is your opinion of the series and how it stacks up to previous series? I didn't really see that much of a difference, honestly. I, I've heard some other people mention like, oh, wow, it's not so bleak anymore. 
I think uh, it was like a couple of things for me. Not, not not honestly like a major tonal shift, but like a couple of things where I felt in a different show or in a different series, uh, sorry, it would have been even darker, but then some parts went really dark anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's why... I, I think there were a few times where maybe I guess they thought they were... They were like cramming in, I guess, a Black Mirror happy ending uh, as much as like a Black Mirror happy ending could be. And it almost felt uh, like not true to the show in a weird Mm. way. Um, I guess I'm only thinking of one instance of that, but we'll get to it. Then there's there's also instances of the most Black Mirror, like kind of like bad parts of Black Mirror you've ever seen. (laughs) Like... uh, (laughs) Like really, Black Mirror uh, to the to the nth degree. Um, I think overall, I, I mean, we just got this review, and I'm probably not going to be the most positive about this Black Mirror. I'll just say this up front: I'm probably not going to be the most positive, but not because I dislike the show. I still feel like the show has some great premises and a lot of a lot of stuff that's very interesting. But I feel uh, a lot of these episodes and some of the execution, some of the elements of them, I did not enjoy. Okay. I'll be interested in hearing details. For me, overall, I'm looking at the list of episodes from this series and the previous one. And there's definitely more episodes I that didn't jive with me in the last one. Um, it's so much that going into this, I felt a bit of trepidation of like, oh god, am I? Is it just going to be so Black Mirror that I can't handle it? And I do agree with like what you said. It's not really that different, honestly. I think it's just in my head since last year. Uh, I don't know. Black Mirror is so easy to exaggerate and kind of make fun of in a way that it's like, oh, I bet it's going to be this and that, and oh, it's all an app. And I mean, that does happen to a degree, but. Those little bits of brightness that happened at times, uh, not even like super bright or anything, they they kind of kept me going in a way. And the premises, I liked most of them. And I I I was as I was watching it because I've been more n- negative in the past. And as I was watching it, it was like, oh, I'm really glad this show exists. What a fun thing it would be to get to make this show where you get to make something different each time. And it's kind of like if one is bad, it doesn't really ruin it as long as it's does as long as they don't feel like they're the same. And it's it's still going to be a fun ride. And uh, it was overall a positive ride for me. I, I would agree with that. I, I do feel, though, and and I know there is this growing sentiment of like. Uh, I don't want to say backlash, but I guess kind of Black Mirror backlash. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... But I think one of the biggest reasons why is because I don't think this show is a show that should be binged. And it's on Netflix, so it's going to all drop at once and it's going to be binged. But I don't think that helps this type of show because you're going to start to see the seams a bit. You're going to start to kind of get the uh, formula too much and it's going to stick out. I feel like this show would actually uh, be better as a weekly show where you can watch an episode, be in the world and then take some time away. Uh, Hmm. I do feel that last series had higher highs than this series did. Um, And I, I don't think it had lower lows than this series did. So I, I, I don't think overall it's a better, better than series three. And again, not to say that I'm saying that this show's bad, because I like I'm still I, I'm I'm glad we have this show. I think it's a great show. 
Uh, I look forward to it. And I tweeted this, but I do think it's true. I think we should be comparing this show more to Tales from the Crypt than we should than we should be talking about Twilight Zone. Um, that, yeah, those are shows that I know of through cultural osmosis and like Simpsons and stuff, but I haven't honestly watched either of them. Um, have you? I mean, well, to be fair, I guess I'm not like I've watched Twilight Zone. I'm not like a super fan where I can, you know, uh, dole out episodes. It's been a long time, but I feel like it just it maybe has a little bit more in common as far as kind of being a little bit more. I don't want to say tongue in cheek, but it doesn't have to be as self-serious uh, because it's sometimes it's pretty goofy. Yeah. Uh, and in a weird way, I feel like some of the, this being very loose with the length uh, is not good for this show either. I think some of these stories need to be tighter and shorter. Uh, and, and in a weird way, I mean, we'll get into it, but the, the final ep- episode has kind of more of a trilogy of short stories. And I think that benefits a lot of these stories more than some of these hour long, like, you know, I don't want to say slog cause that's too negative, but I just feel like it, they need to be tightened up a bit. Yeah. I mean, though, I, I really liked the last episode and almost like not exclusively because of this, but those three shorts definitely felt like they could have been full episodes and i'm glad they didn't do full episodes on them maybe that's also how the writing developed i don't know they had a bunch of ideas and decided well this isn't quite enough for one because there's one or two maybe in this uh series that uh could have been a short instead of a whole episode i don't know um but oh yeah you said it didn't have lower lows last season i just want to check and i'm not like saying that i'm right about this but you remember the bees right you remember the bees last series well i could just say box of teddy bears i could say i could say a blind (laughs) baby and i feel like those (laughs) well uh, yeah i don't know what that means but uh absolutely uh no that's fair so um it's kind of hard to talk non-spoilers because we really want to get into the meat of each episode. And I assume if you're listening to this, you have probably watched Black Mirror already. A oh, quick question, though. How quickly did you watch them? Because you said not good to binge it, but I heard from you like days after it was done and you had watched it all in one stretch while I kind of paced it out a bit. And I think maybe you're right. Maybe that helped me a bit. I didn't put a week between them, but I never watched more than one episode a day. Um so well, how quickly did you get through? That we were recording this episode at a different time than we recorded it. So I did, uh, yeah, I did yeah. over a weekend. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I also, that's how I imagine that it gets, you get full of it after a while. Because even the ones that aren't as good for me weren't really like a slog, if that makes sense. So I was kind of like thinking about the concept and then the episode was over and then I did something else. I don't know. Well, I mean, either way, at the end of the day, it's only six episodes, so it's an easy watch. But I do feel like it's it would benefit more from a little bit more spacing between episodes for this show. Yeah, I don't know why I was sure it was eight episodes, uh, especially since it's a UK show and they almost always have six episodes. But I was sure to the point where I was watching episode six and looking it up and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the last episode. Oh, oh, I guess I'm done. So, well, yeah, it's definitely not previous Sorry. seasons i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, good when they were still like a full-on uk show it was what like two episodes yeah it was like three, three episodes in the first one <laughs> very very uk um the bees from the chat absolutely the bees okay uh i think we need to get into the episodes right 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess from here on out, there will be spoilers. So if you don't want to know any spoilers, then uh, turn off your technological device that will be the cause of your death and come back later. I, I, what is, before spoilers, I know we just said that. You probably already turned it off. Just in case you don't know what the show is, probably you do. Uh, but, you know, Black Mirror, it's an anthology, so you can actually pick it up and watch it just this uh, just this, if you like, and uh, you won't be, you don't have to start with series one or anything. It's, you know, dystopian uh, future. What does technology do? Spooky, spooky. Just wanted to mention that because I realized we hadn't actually said what Black Mirror was, but I do assume everyone knows. Yeah, I guess. And we could kind of, uh, we can forgive ourselves for a little shorthand because like you said, we have done an episode on Black Mirror. But you probably should have explained a bit more what the show was before getting into it. Yes. So first off, there's USS Callister, and it's probably my favorite episode. They they start pretty strong. Um, or even if it isn't your favorite episode, it's definitely, I think, a strong one. It's the Star Trek one. It's the one they were pushing the most when they were showing trailers and stuff, not revealing what the twist would be, just showing the Star Trek stuff, which is kind of fun because you know there's going to be something weird about it, but you don't quite know what. And, of course, the thing is that Jesse Plemons is a tech guy who created this VR world, and he has his own private uh, server where he plays his favorite uh, game, which is Star Trek, basically. What did you feel about USS Callister? Yeah, I guess it probably would be my favorite as well. Uh, it's definitely towards the top of the pile. I w it was the one I was most looking forward to uh, from the trailers, it was weird because when I first read about the upcoming season, it had listed it as it was going to be the last one of the season. Um, yeah. Why it wouldn't be. The one that's the last makes the most sense. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was surprised when it was first. And yeah, it's very solid. It deals with, um, you know, a toxic masculinity, toxic fanboyism. Yeah, perfect. Because yeah, Jesse Plemons is a cuck in his real life. And he's a tough, he's an internet warrior. He's a keyboard warrior in his VR life. Yes. Um, and I, I really like how they, they, uh, like the, the way they lay out the story because it is pitched at first as you feel bad for Jesse Plemons. You feel like he's just kind of a smart guy who's shy and then the world takes advantage of him. Yeah, and, and they make him the main, like, you. they make you think he's the main character and then yeah. reveal he's the antagonist, which is done really well. Which, in, in a weird way, though, even that beginning part is kind of true. Like, I understand there's all these think pieces on the toxic masculinity and all that, but I think you're also missing a point of, like, not to excuse this character's actions, but the world did create him, did create him to be this way in a weird mm -hmm. way. Yes. He, you know... Much like everyone else, he is using this virtual world to escape. It's just since he's the way he is, he's using it obviously for the wrong reasons where he's taking it out on these people. But for me, it's still like, I know this is the point of the show, but it's hard for me to really care about some virtual people. I understand that, yes, they're made from their DNA. Like that's the selling point. It could be this artificial intelligence, but I'm still like, eh, Shoot that kid out the airlock. I don't care. This is a piece Gosh. Of, okay. A piece what am I worried about? My fucking avatar? What am I worried about? My gamer tag uh, version of me? Oh, right. no. My Xbox off. What is he doing? 
Oh, it's like Woody and Buzz. Shut up. So that means if you were, if there's a teleport machine and you were like, teleport over to Europe, wherever the fuck I want to go, I'll, I'll get in that teleporter. Won't worry about the, uh, what's that movie? The Prestige. Won't worry about the Prestige or think about it. It's fine. Spoilers for the Prestige, by the way. I, but, I um, didn't say what it was. It's just uh, maybe uh, the kid's blind. I don't you know. Implied, you implied what it was, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But to what you're saying, there is a there is a common theory, and probably even like a nerd. I'm sure there's plenty of Star Trek threads about how when you beam up, that maybe that version of yourself dies, and then another version is made on the other end, and which one's really you type deal, kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, it's interesting you should say that because my perspective is definitely like that's a horror, like that's a good horror thing for me to imagine. Oh, I, I agree, but well, yeah. here's here's my argument to that. Um, once if you have to live on a hard drive, uh, I don't care about you. <laughs> if you <have> to, <laughs> if, if you're ones and zeros on a hard drive, but yes, I guess you're artificially intelligent. You know, I call me. I'm the old when I'm an old man and the robots are like alive and everyone's fighting for their rights. And I'm like, ah, you live on a hard drive. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's your uh, like rock to die on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I've, I mean, I've had similar like ideas or thoughts. And I know it's kind of like, it's not like I'm the only one. Everyone I think has, but like imagined stories of like someone trapped in a virtual reality or a real like what an artificial intelligence actually is and would be and if the first thing we can make that it's a real artificial intelligence is copying the brain of a human and making it digital and then putting it in a virtual environment because the brain is really complicated maybe we can build it for, from scratch but maybe we could scan it and simulate it and what if we just set the speed wrong like we scan someone into a computer and we like the computer's too fast so then like one second pass and we're like oh what happened and we check the log and someone's starved to death in there in the computer because we just set the speed wrong and they have like written messages for help and stuff but we didn't notice because it was too fast um that's kind of a scary concept for me even though i am a flesh person and I, it's hard for me to imagine going in there and it would kind of be a copy so like as my you know flesh privilege says doesn't really matter but i can still imagine what it would be like no i agree i agree i'm just saying like one of the reasons why it didn't really engross me too much is I wasn't too concerned with the uh, the hard drive people. Um, I understood what he was doing was wrong still because like these people still were feeling things and they were still being tortured. Like I was still of that nature. It just it, I was just I don't know. In the end, like this is one of those episodes that is supposed to have a more upbeat ending. This is the one I was talking about where I felt like it kind of it felt like someone trying to write an upbeat black mirror episode because everything works out so perfect where it's like we got our dicks back yeah like who care i don't care if you got your dick back you still live on the internet um and then like it works out where the bad guy gets stuck in a coma and i was just like why is he in a coma what happened his hard drive got deleted so it deleted his brain or something and i also didn't buy that she had a couple skimpy pictures on her cloud that she she would break into uh, her boss's home and like steal shit. Like this is a show we've seen where the only people rob a bank because they have kitty porn, not someone in this futuristic world where you have like a virtual reality that people live in and you're worried about your skimpy pictures. I don't know. 
It just maybe like, there was something worse in those pictures. Although in the future, that maybe that was Black Mirror training that got me on the wrong page. Like I guess I just expected a bit more with what this show had. I mean, that's probably not fair to this episode. Uh, but those are just things that weren't necessarily bad. But I just kind of rolled my eyes at. Like, all right, we get it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I mean, especially especially about the ending because. They even like when they're going over the plan, they're like, oh, it's a wormhole to the rest of the servers and things. And they're like, yeah, but if we go through it, we're going to be deleted. And I'm like, okay, I would assume that you'd get to the rest of the Internet and like the fucking VR thing. Like, that's what you assume. And then they work in that like, oh, shit. But, you know, all the all the extra codes going to get deleted like us. We're extra code. And then they get through. And it's not that it's not a twist or anything. It's kind of like predictable and instead the extra code deleted i guess that's you know the explanation they put in for why everything goes black and he's in a coma and he's gonna starve to death because he put do not disturb on his um door which the creator actually said that is what would probably happen because he did put do not disturb on his doors or starve to death um from the chat mikey says that this is probably his favorite but he don't know if the he doesn't know if the influence of matt damon being in it as a creep made him like it more by the way I don't know if he did that as the goof because everyone does call him what meth Damon or something like that, <laughs> or they call him Fat Damon sometimes, which is very hurtful. Yes, um, very toxic. Like, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and um, Gordon Hale did mention that uh, the USS Callister tore down toxic masculinity with the line "stealing my pussy" is a red fucking line, which it's that's kind of what I was talking about with like Tales from the Crypt. Like that's kind of a goofy fun line i guess like that's almost bad uh or it is kind of bad but that's what makes it fun and i don't know i feel like even if you don't watch twilight zone when you mention the twilight zone it has a lot of weight to it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and i just feel like i feel like maybe that's why some people look at this show in a not so good light but it's like if you think of it as tales from the crypt and especially there's a crypt keeper basically but we'll get there in the last episode um but yeah I, i know i'm being a dick like i'm I'm nitpicking shit. I still think this is a. I think this is a great premise. Uh, I like the casting. I like the stuff they were doing. I like the idea of the way they portrayed him as kind of uh, uh, someone you feel bad for, and then you realize he's a monster. Uh, I liked all that, and I liked their little nods and kind of uh, takes on like the cheesy Star Trek uh, and living in that world. I think all that stuff's great. It's just. Some of the other stuff was kind of eh, didn't feel it didn't feel as uh, natural for me. Yeah, I can see that. I I also did like that. There's a bit of ambiguity to it, and there's a bit of like as a viewer, you have to make up your own mind because the main character is like feeling similarly to you. They're just hard drive people. I'm just getting out my aggression. He doesn't like this. Is like a a, a hyper realistic way of going online and you know killing a bunch of people in a game uh obviously i mean literally he he does that and i did think at first when she's waking up in there and he's not in the simulation i was like oh shit no uh, they're in there and they're real and he doesn't know but then you know, obviously he super knows and is forcing them i thought it was just like to him their scans but they're like don't let him find out or something but obviously the way they went made a lot more sense for the story but that's still like different layers to it because you figure out more about his character as you go along and about their characters and their reactions to and like getting turned into weird body horror monsters and 
uh, all the implications of a VR mastermind and escaping from him. It's like got a nice heist feel to it, even if some bits of it, like skimpy pictures and such, not necessarily the most like believable, but the story still works. Um, so yeah, probably my favorite. And it makes sense to put it first. Like, as you said, maybe it was intended to be later, but you want to start strong when it's a binge show. Um, yep. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do feel like, like I said, all the premises are usually really good, and there's always some good conversation to be had uh, with with the premises, and you know, like with this one with artificial intelligence, and you know, the argument of life. Like our pro-choice people gonna be like, pro, like anti-hard drive people abortions. Like, hey, that get me on the writers' room, Black Mirror. Let's talk about <laughs> this. Let's use artificial intelligence. In an argument for pro-choice, pro-abortion, or anti-abortion, let's do this. Anyways, let's get to the next episode. Absolutely. Uh, Caesar did say in the chat that he watched the first five episodes of Black Mirror when it pr uh, premiered and was disappointed and might pick it up now that everyone is raving about it. You watched like the first two seasons then, so. Yeah, that's true. You watched most of uh, Black Mirror. <laughs> um, so yeah, Archangel is the second one, which is the... Uh, parent scanning technology and i have to say like with with black mirror we're so on edge that when this starts with a woman giving birth and the the baby is kind of in trouble and then the baby's fine i'm like robot baby obviously robot baby episode Pff, pull another one pull try another one it's your bells on it all right oh well because even that there was this uh i was on guard for black mirror because there's a moment where like you don't hear the baby and then and it, you're it's like focused on the mom and then you hear the baby cry i'm like oh man they swapped it out with a robot baby <laughs> oh good you, you did i'm not crazy then i mean they they trained us for this so yeah. guess it makes sense but no that's just a tonal scene to set the mood i suppose because it doesn't yeah. actually matter um Cody Foster directed this episode by the way that's true and what did you did you think she did a good job i think this is towards the top of the pack i know people disagree but I think one of the reasons why I like this episode is it's not this big life and death universe, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic thing. It's a, it's a fairly simple story and it's just mostly about, I mean, it, it's the, the, the big, not really twist or anything. It's just about, I want to protect my daughter so much, but the means of protecting her are what caused me to lose my daughter. It's simple, but I think it's very effective. Yeah, I agree. It's a good episode. And as you said, like, the next episode of Crocodile is like, no, we have to take it to like the extremes of death and murder immediately. Yeah. And like, that's fair if you want to do that. But in this one, it's nice that it's not like that extreme of a story and that it's not a robot baby, because uh, it easily could have been. Um, but yeah, they they like the inciting incident, I guess, is that she kind of follows a cat like that's the stakes here. Like it's not robot abduction or digital things or whatever. So they do this experimental thing where they inject cameras in her eyes, basically, to watch whatever she's doing. Just some nanobots and you got her got her covered in GPS. You chip your baby, basically. And um I did like the added touch of like, oh yeah, that was experimental. Clearly that was like outlawed immediately, but we can't take it out of her. So you've got like the only one, um, more or less. I feel like this episode, it's more classic Black Mirror to me, even though some of the early episodes are a little bit more fantastical. This feels 
way more at home as something that could happen in a year. You know what I mean? Maybe some of the ex the extents of it are exaggerated, but we probably we have things like GPS and stuff like that for ch like protecting your kid because this stuff happens when, especially if you only have one kid, maybe it's your first kid. Little things like that, they wander off. You lose them in a grocery store, and now you're deathly afraid of it. Um, but then it starts exploring, like, okay, what if it's not just for standard protection and, like, not losing your child, but now you want to shield them from things, like, real things that they should experience because it's growing up in life and learning what is, you know, good and bad and becoming, like, a more well-rounded person. I feel like the stuff that this episode is uh, exploring seem to be more realistic than what some of these epi other episodes are. I agree. And in the end, it's not that, like, it's interesting that they go into this stuff and it's obviously part of the story, but the fact that stuff's filtered out and when she's, like, poking her finger or whatever, you kind of expect that it's going to end up with end up as like the first mini story in the last episode where the doctor has to kill people you imagine like she's gonna be oh, i need to see the blur or whatever but that's not it it's <laughs> it's like what do these characters do because of the inclusion of this technology and when her mother finds out before her that she's gotten pregnant and she isn't trying to be evil but she makes her like take a day after pill without knowing it yeah. And it's so fucked up and you understand everyone in the situation and you know why she did that. And you're not even mad at her when she goes to the boyfriend and is like, stay the fuck away because you just did cocaine with my 15-year-old uh, daughter. So, like, fuck you. But, you like, everyone makes sense in this. And it is, as you said, more of a personal thing. And it's because of what they do rather than, like, technology controlling us all. Yeah, it's it's more about how this how some more advancements in technology could uh, like prey upon the bad parts of us. Because, yes, there's nothing wrong with wanting to protect your daughter, but there's also a point where you need to let kids experience things on their own. And as a parent, you shouldn't be like there's a reason why you're not there the first time they have sex. <laughs> you know, there's and maybe your kids, your kid can still be a very smart, well-adjusted kid but maybe they're going to try drugs once. And, you know, yes, it's nothing wrong with being a parent wanting to protect them from that, but, you know, you're going to overstep. And, yeah, like, like you said, with finding out she's pregnant and making the choice for her and not letting your kid kind of have to live through that experience and become the person they're going to be on the other side. I thought there's just, just way more interesting conversation around this episode than some of the other ones. Yeah, and one thing I really liked was in the beginning, when you might suspect it's going more in the blood and gore-like uh, direction, um, like, obviously, everyone watching this is thinking, like, turn off the fucking parental controls, because at first she's like, oh, I'm not going to use that, but then something happens and she immediately starts using it for, like, the dog and everything, and then the obvious thing is then if something bad is happening to you, you can't protect yourself. Like, if someone's attacking you, they're just going to be blurred out, you can't do anything, and you're, not only are you not prepared for that situation, you're not going to be able to handle it, and you're going to be messed up and, like, pricking your finger and so on. So I love that they go to the therapist and because all through this, we're at home, we're like, fucking just turn it off. Just stop. This is bad. This is clearly bad. Just have it in case of the GPS is needed. And that's what the guy says. He's like, fucking, obviously, you need to turn this off. And she does because she's not a crazy person. So she's like, puts it away. And 
it's only because her daughter is lying to her and she's actually really worried that she takes it out and happens to see what's going on. So that's what I mean, that like we, we can understand the motivations and they do realize that this technology is bad, but it's still like we understand why they keep using it. So yeah, pretty good episode. And I think uh, to what you're saying, the quote from the, was Charlie Brooker, Booker, mm-hmm. uh, about kind of reeling it in. I, I would say probably in past Black Mirror, she would have killed her mom with the tablet. And that's kind of what you're expecting. I mean, she just beat her up with it. Uh, but I did like that it wasn't this, you know, that she murdered her mom and then like bathed in her blood. And <laughs> yeah, I had exa- exactly the same thought that like, well, like and and it is we still do get that moment of like her beating her and the blur and everything but it's not because of the like computer chip in her brain it is because of the fucked up choices made up to that point and her losing control and yeah i fully expected her to be just down for the count and she gets up but they don't get the reunion obviously it's still like it's still like sticks the landing of and her getting into like a truck and the ambiguity like the symbol of getting into a truck that's like not safe it doesn't matter how much in the future you are that could be a symbol of going on the road and being independent or she could get murdered and that's like her taking her own life and taking control of it um so good ending yeah and plus it's just it's a story that wouldn't need the technology it's a basic story of you know, being too overprotective of your children is going to cause you to lose them. And then, yes. you know, nice and simple. Uh, and then what do we got? Crocodile. Crocodile, I feel, is one of the worst episodes. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, so it starts with this uh, this party <laughs> couple. Metalhead spoilers, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starts with this uh, party couple and they run over a guy. And then like any ordinary person does, they throw him in a lake. Uh and now, at what point did you lose sympathy for Mia, the main character in this? Um, I mean, I guess they try to do a flip on you because I mean, it's I know it's I know what you did last summer through Black Mirror because yeah. like they flip it on you because she's the one in the beginning that's like, well, no, we got to, you know, call the police or whatever. But then it's like what years later, she's successful, moved on with her life. But the uh the gentleman shows up i basically once she smashes him that's when you're that's when i was like oh okay she's bad she's yeah i think that's fair for me i guess it's when she picks up the guy and throws him in the lake because even like collecting rocks i guess i could forgive but when you're literally like throwing him in the lake already like the first guy on the bike uh but i was thinking that i've on your show, Jim and them, I believe I've heard you say maybe 16 times that if one of your friends calls you in the middle of the night and they say they accidentally kill someone, you'll say, you know, I'll bring the shovel. Let's go. So did she just do a poor job of picking her ride or die crew? Cause, or did she have her own interpretation when fir- first you ride, then you die? Or what was she doing yeah, there? I thought she was just, yeah, I, that's kind of how I read it. I thought in the, in, initially she was trying to be the one to talk sense into the gentleman. But then the gentleman was like, no, nah, we got to, they're not going to believe us. I've been drinking. I've been yeah. smoking. I've been drinking. And then he's like, we need to, do- you know, toss it in the lake. So she's just like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Yeah. And I can't blame, uh, blame anyone for that. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> so in the future, she's an architect. Uh, it's shot in Iceland. It's got this specific, I don't know if you watch. A lot of Swedish crime dramas, but it's got a very specific sort of Nordic noir 
feel and look to it. I feel that they uh, brought just, into it. I just assumed they were beyond the wall. I just assumed they were <laughs> they were wildlings. I mean, essentially, yes, that is what it is. Um, so this like lady in a car. So uh, yeah, okay. I was thinking of the other character who we get introduced to is her name is Shaz, I think, who is the girl who goes around checking on people's claims for the realm or insurance or whatever it is. Okay, yes. Yep. And I really like the scene where they introduced her because she's just coming up to this place. She's eating some candy and she like peeks through the window and sees a lady put on her collar and take a crutch. And it's a good scene. I mean, I agree that this is not the best episode, but I like that it's a good scene because it tells us so much about her and her character like what she does and what she's like because we we understand her job where she's trying to figure that stuff out and she's smart because she does look in the window and people try to like hide it from her so we kind of get the pieces falling into place and i am in like i i think i'd probably like this episode better than you because i am still interested in the memory technology that they go into and how all the little bits and pieces um add up and come together but then in the end that line i did write poor fucker was born blind apparently and like that i wrote ha that's the black mirror we know <laughs> and love i wrote dun 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 that's such a line such a fucking line they would have yeah yeah it's just i felt the technology in this was really like shoved in um, I mean, I guess I get that it does come into play because it's all about reading these memories, but it just felt so like once we understood that, it's like, oh, well, so they're going to read our memories at some point. And then it takes a long time to get there. Um, and then they, they keep upping the ante because, yeah, not only does she, she murders the guy who shows up that's trying to make amends for his past deeds he was the one driving it was his idea to toss the body into the frozen lake or whatever but now here he is he's trying to be a changed man but she has this successful life she doesn't want things to get in the way of that and i guess that is kind of the uh the reason why she goes off the deep end as well because she knows even if he tries to keep her out of it they have these memory readers now so she kills him and then, yeah, we got this insurance adjuster who's reading memories for insurance claims, and which leads them on a nice barreling course against each other when they're going to meet. Then the lady has to kill her. Then she has to go kill her family. And she has to kill a baby. And we find out the baby's blind. But then they could they could view the hamster's memories, I guess. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Well, when when like the when Shaz goes to see her, like, hey, she's really dumb for saying like, the hell, yeah, come on in and read my memories, no problem. Like that, that's dumb. And then she like goes and and reads her memory because she she's, she's yeah. it's interesting because she asks like, what did anyone know you were coming here? And usually. You'd say yes, everyone knew because then they, uh, then you can't kill them because everyone knew where they were going. But she's like, no, no one knew where I was coming, and we realized then because, because everyone in this society has changed their way of thinking of like, well, if someone knows, then they're gonna check that memory and whatnot. So, just because she knew her husband knew she was going there, she had to go and kill the husband. And I mean, at the point where she kills uh, Shaz, it's like, well. 
I guess uh, you're a monster. Like any, I guess stuff up to that could be understood in a way. But then it's like, oh yeah, might as well kill a baby because I'll have a normal life after this. I won't regret uh, doing these steps. Like this will bring me back. This will make sure I don't lose what I care about. Um, so obviously, not like not the most relatable character. But I actually uh, I thought this episode was all right. I guess it was probably because there were two episodes before that didn't have this super dark for no reason turn. That it was only when they like did the hamster shit and said the baby was blind. If they had made it, if if she got away because the baby wasn't um, blind or whatever, I don't know. It's a, it was such a weird twist, and the hamster made it, so it didn't matter anyway. I don't know. But then, wh- what did they make the hamster smell, and what questions did they ask the hamster? Same beer to. Uh remember uh well probably like those candies that shaz loved or just the blood i know this is like a nitpick but it's just kind of like because but the the episode like really hammers home that like you got to do these things to kind of get accurate memories and even she's always talking about how memories are not like this isn't even fully trusted either like they could be you know things could be wrong but then all of a sudden they just introduce this thing at the end where the hamster can say who did it like it's just so laughable like i guess you're right like probably the episode as a whole is not is fine it's just when i got to the end and then they had to throw these things in i was all right jesus christ what's going on well animals.mom.me tells us that at birth the hamster is completely blind and in adulthood can only see a few inches past his nose so That's interesting. I guess they smelled her and they put it in their fucking smell DNA bank and found where she was going. She That hamster, it copped the registration on her car for sure. So uh, it's all fine. I mean, I guess I would have kind of preferred if like either, you know, she kills the baby, then has to turn herself in because she just sees her daughter and can't understand what she just did or just couldn't do it and then gets arrested I, I just or there could have been a litany of other ways to do it besides like earlier in the episodes like oh, I think we got a hamster what do you think oh yeah and then I'm like oh why are they talking about a hamster oh <laughs> yeah I mean Ooh. even though I understand your critiques I honestly didn't mind it in the end so yeah. I, I, I challenge anyone to not mind that <laughs> <laughs> okay I, episode about it it's just but I can't uh, it's just more frustrating because I feel like the show is good, and I'm I'm like, why are you doing all this great stuff? And then how did this get by everyone? How did this? Uh, it's just it's just more frustrating than anything. It's I was probably being a bit uh, melodramatic saying it's bad because, like you said, overall most of the episode is fine. It's just so frustrating that they were kind of like, shit. How do we end this? How do we end this? And someone's like, is a hamster? Yeah, whatever. We got to write the next episode. Sounds good to me. Well, I don't mean to on it. I, I'm with you. Let's move on. Well, we can have a similar discussion when we get to Metalhead, but episode four is Hang the DJ, and I'm almost scared to ask, but what did you think of this one, Jim? I thought it was okay. This is another one that I didn't like the ending. Yeah. Yeah, so this episode is about... Uh, what's see- it's a I did tweet it's a YA novel from 2014 because it's a futuristic dystopia where you get matched with people and at first I thought it's kind of interesting to talk about what like how they reveal each universe because we suspect different things at different times in the episodes like when they meet up it starts with them meeting up uh, for a date 
and they're kind of like, oh, can, uh, do you want to taste my thing? And she's like, are we allowed? And they look at these, like, black-dressed, ominous keepers who stand in the corner and take care of everything, and you're like, okay, so they're going to be taken to this room to fuck to procreate for the human race. They've been deemed apt genetic matches, and they're going to make the next generation of uh, little bee people. Uh, but no, then the app on their fucking thing tells them, no, you can do whatever you want in these 12 hours. And then we figure out this thing is just calculating your uh, how you react to things, and it's going to find you the perfect match after a number of years. But that's not really the case. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I mean, I really like the story pro- story progression of this episode. I liked because, yeah, you see the 12 hours and they're like so short and you're thinking, oh, weird, maybe sometimes you stay a week. And then when he gets like a year and someone gets nine months, you're like, oh, shit, things get real. And you start to kind of, you know, learn about this world in this dating app slash whatever. Uh, and the, the two leads are very likable. It's the, in a short amount of time, they really get you to root for them and want them to be together. So I I think it's a very good episode, but then it just felt like first they, 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 again, they, they slam these things in like a sledgehammer. Like they have to really squeeze in shit out of nowhere. One of them says, but what if this is a simulation? What if we're listening to this and it's us and the, and it's like first of all no one would ever say that second of all why are you saying that third of all oh yeah you're telling us the episode that's yeah. the stuff I don't like that's the stuff that feels sloppy and I feel like they're better than this they've shown me they're better than this so it just sticks out to me and I did that's what kind of takes my enjoyment down a bit well first of all I have said that so <laughs> what if this is all simulation man how do we where would we know and it barely makes sense for him to say that like I understand if they're questioning like why should why are we listening to these devices all the time but then he starts throwing out like what if the device is us what if this is all a thing shut up yeah I didn't like that because here's the thing I thought they were putting that in to as like a red herring because That's, they make that- it so obvious that like No, like, what if this is all, like, fake in a simulation? It's the equivalent of the robot, baby. They can't then go ahead and make it. No, yeah, that thing we said after, like, 15 minutes, of course that's, like, how the ending goes. Because, of course it is. And then when they immediately afterwards throw in the thing with skipping stones, and it's like, oh, you notice how there's always four, huh? When you skip the stones, it's always four splashes. And it's like, and they do it a hundred times. And like, I guess that's fine, but maybe you should set that up as more of a good reveal or something instead of telling us after like 15 minutes or whatever that this is what the episode is because obviously like you're already probably thinking about it but then you're thinking even more about like okay so are there jobs in this future like what do these people do all day except hang out in their houses and get annoyed at each other is there anything but these pairing ceremonies and what is this weird country they're in what is that big wall they're eventually going to climb over or these keepers what is the goal of any of this and you you sense that the re- the re- this reality is not very thick it's thin and it's not real. It's so weird. Shouldn't they have said something different and made a red herring if they wanted to end it like that? I would think so. But I guess it does. It's one of those things that either shows that the writer's kind of dumb or the writer thinks we're dumb. Like, it's either one. Or maybe I get, maybe it's a little of both as well. Because they don't trust us to get it at the end. 
Uh, so they have to like make it obvious. And even then, I don't know if it's just, I mean, I guess it works as some of these episodes are covering the same type of themes or the same type of technology. And it's, I guess this is supposed to work as an early version of uploading your, you know, mind to the cloud or what have you. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing at the end, I'm still shaking my head. I'm like, so what? That's not how algorithms work. It's not people playing out scenarios. <laughs> like you can't just say it's the algorithm and then, you know, uh, brush your hands of the situation. Well, but here's I the thing. I mean, if they are connected, the morality of scanning in one person and torturing them like that, uh, how does that relate to making a thousand copies of them and then dissolving them at the end? Because uh, you play this nice music like it's a nice thing, but you've already taught us that that's murder. So yeah. you just murdered a thousand people to figure out who your date is. And I get that, like, obviously it's more of a sweet episode or supposed to be, but it feels like they could have gone the other way of like a dating app where they actually try to get. I mean, it would get too similar to the USS Callister, but like trying to get out of the app would be more of the issue than actually getting like ending the simulation because they like rebel at the end, but the rebellion is meaningless. The rebellion is what you're supposed to do. And the fact that they figure that out before they do it is also kind of tricky because they're like, no, I think we're supposed to rebel. But then it's like, okay, just, but then that's not what rebellion means, really. So. And yeah, you're right. We were I didn't even think of that angle. We've been taught that <laughs> you don't want to murder this consciousness that lives in this virtual world. But at the end of this episode, they're all happy to be dissolved <laughs> into nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, I would say, hey, maybe they're not perfect copies, but how do you get that 98, 9.8% then? Like, how do you get that high rate if it's not a perfect copy? You got to get your DNA in that app. You can't just fill out a questionnaire like you're just doing an online quiz to figure out what Hogwarts house you're in. It has to be an actual copy of you or the app's not going to work. And then at the end, they look at each other really weird for a while. And then the episode ends. Yeah, then it ends. But it's the start of a beautiful relationship. I mean, uh, it's it's for sure one of the better ones of this season. I don't know. Someone called it like heart wrenching, and I was like, "No, shut mm. up." <laughs> well, I mean, I um, I did say it was like a YA from 2014 translation. That means I loved it and cried, obviously. So uh, <laughs> all these negative points aside, I think it was pretty well put together. For sure, for sure. It's just. I mean, I guess that's the challenge of kind of, I mean, it is the challenge that Black Mirror takes on and it's part of why uh, I admire the show because it is, this could almost be just its own TV series, you know, but they're going to do it in an hour. So they have to kind of wrap things up and make it seem like an ending. So I'll give them credit for that. It's just, I didn't love it and I didn't love the weird uh, way they just bring it up randomly, like very clumsily bring it up and tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, Mikey Carb says it was a good episode, and having it sandwiched between the two, uh, the other two episodes made it seem even better. <laughs> Let's go move on to Metalhead. Yeah, Metalhead, I feel like is is a bad episode. Um, because it, yeah. it's you know it is it's a post apocalyptic world, and you know these it's it's basically Black Mirror doing a zombie show. Um, mm -hmm. I mean they make it black and white for some sort of aesthetic choice. Uh, but it's, it's essentially, it's this, the same post-apocalyptic like zombie 
any other show you see, except it's, of course, since it's Black Mirror, it's not going to be zombies. It's going to be some sort of robot. And um, I do like some parts of it. I mean, they don't have to, they don't bother trying to go through this big thing where like, you remember what the world was like before, before we got these guard dogs and they took over one day. Like, yeah, it just drops you in. You understand that these are people on the run because the world's very different. And we slowly get pieced out of it that they're being hunted by these uh, robo dogs, basically. Um, and her, like, they're they're trying to get something. It starts out they're they've left whatever you know um, safety they have. One can assume either underground or in some sort of cavern of safety from these robo dogs to get something for someone. And her friends die, and then she's on the lamb. And she's being chased by this dog who does get injured. Like he loses part of one of his robo paws, which, uh, you know, slows him down a little bit. And it's this chase. Who's going to survive? And then yeah. they, oh, so bad. And then what did you say? I said, and then the ending is so bad. Oh yeah. The ending's not good. Could have been worse. Could have been toy dogs in there. Like a, a stuffed dog. I, would, I wish, you know what I said? I wish it was just a box of robo dogs. Like, I, <laughs> I wish it was a box of the dogs they're running from. <laughs> and it's like, what? We need them to fight the war against the other robo dogs. I was going to say that they were similar to those famous robots from Texas Instruments. And then I remembered that's the calculator. So that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Boston Robotics. Um, uh, yeah. yep. Those famous videos, because I, I guess. Sorry, what? I'm sorry, good job. They they are similar to those. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because I really feel like everyone who watched those, you know, dogs or whatever robots they make, they go like, oh, they're going to take over and kill us all. And that's basically how they wrote this episode. It was just that they wrote that down, that reaction, and then made it an episode. Because the main problem is, as you said, it's them doing a post-apocalyptic thing, but they don't make you care. They forget the important step where you start to care about the characters. And the issue is that because it's such a familiar setting and they only tweaked it in their Black Mirror style, these characters are archetypes if you're being kind and cliches otherwise. They're like, we, like, sure, they have some banter and whatever, but like, they don't make you care. I think that's the issue with this episode. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it is another one that's kind of really brought down by the ending. If they didn't bother with a few choices in the end, it just would have been kind of a subpar. Okay. All right. That's kind of a standard issue. Uh, standard issue technology takes over the world and we're, uh, you know, we've created the evolu the next step in evolution and it's backfired on us. But then when they throw in that, yes, the item they were looking for was a teddy bear for some kid, some dumb kid. It's you can't help but be like, is this a joke? Did I just sit here for 40 minutes for a goof for like a parody of what Black Mirror is supposed to be? It's yeah. that's just a more of like the insult. Like if they just left it, they didn't have to because when I was watching it and then the camera starts because, of course, she defeats the robo dog, but the robo dog gets a tra he they shoot these trackers out and usually you could cut them out, but hers is in her neck. So, you know, the dogs are uh, the dogs of war are coming down to get her. Yeah. All she can do is, is slice her neck. And if it ended on that, I've been like, eh, that wasn't good, but whatever. But then the camera starts panning back to the warehouse they were in. And I, I, I was saying to my screen, no, 
no, no, because I knew it was going to be something shitty. Don't mm-hmm. show us what was in the box. I was saying, don't do this. Don't do it. Turn it off now. Go to credits. I think the problem is you have like a full minute or something to like sit and like stew and wonder like what is what is this shitty reveal going to be because they treat it like such a huge thing and instead it's just a little piece of like character or whatever that we would have needed in the first minute to figure out why to care about this like we get that she there's going to get something to help someone and they're like, ah, oh, they're going to die anyway. But if it makes the last few days, all right, that makes it worth it. And the only thing is like, no, no, it wasn't worth it. Then clearly none of it was worth it. Um, so it's what the box. fuck? It's a box of teddy bears. Mr. Black in the chat saying they had a throwaway justification line that there's going to be other stuff there they wanted. Even with that, the main focus is on whatever the number was, like JV42 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um even if there's a line saying there's other stuff, the focus and the first thing they look for, and where the the robot's hiding, by the way, it's for that box they're trying to find. So it doesn't even, none of that other stuff matters. It matters that the main reason they went there was for a box of teddy bears. And yeah, I get it's about not losing your humanity, but it's still kind of like, it's so on the nose and so obvious that that's why all I was yelling was, no, don't do this. Don't do this, Black Mirror. But they did it. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't have as negative of a reaction to it again. But... And why you wouldn't. Well, because it's more of a nothing reaction for me. Because I'm like, I didn't... Like, I, I didn't care. I wasn't invested. You didn't do a good job. Because the action, as we said, is and, and generally speaking, is pretty well executed of, like, how to get away, what are the rules of the dog, and how can you sneak past or run away or try to kill it. And that's kind of interesting. But it's just, like, watching... Because the, the girl, I mean, the main character, she has more, a bit more personality than the robot dog. But in the end, we don't... Like it doesn't really matter, and I th- and that's why the reveal didn't like because they treated like such a weird re- reveal thing that I'm like well, that's okay. Why, that's why the re- like I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I I feel like that's why the reveal is kind of a final spit in your face. Okay. Like, okay, you know, yeah, this was kind of pretty middling and not much going on, but guess what? What about this thing? What about this? And then they just spit in your face and uh, laugh at you. Oh yeah. Uh, Mr. Black said, interesting, I enjoyed it as uh, a show that doesn't tell... um, Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, I read that weird. It's a show-not-tell episode, like you were saying, that they didn't waste time with exposition. For example, the solar power tree scene. Mm, Oh, yeah, because it's charging up. We learned some of the limits of the dog uh, in an organic-seeming way. And I agree. That's one of the bits that I liked, where, like, she actually figures out how to solve a problem and get away from it. Um, No, I agree with that. That's kind of what I was saying, too. Yeah, like, they they don't bother getting, like, really trying to spell things out for you, which, but that's why I feel like at the end, then they're completely trying to spell things out for you, which was annoying. And Mikey Carp says the episode seemed like they had 200k left in the budget after finishing the season and trying to push out one more episode off what they had left. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think the problem is we've seen, or I've, it, for me personally, that I've seen a fucking shitload of post-apocalyptic stuff, and if it's just a generic post-apocalyptic situation, I'm not going to care about it just because they're running from something that's trying to kill them 
even if you make it a robot, if it was a zombie, I, it's a bit more interesting because of the rules and things and the, like figuring out tiny bits of the universe. And I'm not saying it would have been better if there was a scene where like, oh, in the past, why did they have to invent these guard dogs that were just to protect us and oh, someone hacked them or whatever. Like that doesn't make it better. But what would make it better is actually getting invested in it, which a lot of like big budget movies as well doing a post-apocalyptic thing don't necessarily do very well but it's not going to coast off just having the technology angle i feel because i've seen so many people get killed by zombies and i don't care about them either yeah fair okay well <laughs> it's a divisive episode because i thought um most people didn't like it i don't know what's the vibe you've got agreement, it's bad i think we just have to argue what makes it the worst and there's so <laughs> many things that make it the worst <laughs> It's black and white, That's, but that makes it pretty artsy, so that's cool. Episode 6, Black Museum, the, uh, the anthology episode of the anthology show, where yeah. we get three little bits that get woven together. It's honestly maybe one of my favorites of the season because of what we were saying, that they actually can explore this stuff uh, and they don't have to drag it out and make it an episode and they actually have, as you also mentioned, a crypt keeper telling a creepy ass story. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it immediately put me on guard because when they started showing items in the museum from previous episodes, like hinting at this big shared universe of Black Bear, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck you. Uh, not that I'm necessarily against that idea, but I guess I was kind of down in the dumps after watching. Um, after watching Metalhead. Yeah. Which, by the way, why isn't it called Let's Slip the Dogs of War? Uh, may as well, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and again, not so. it was mostly just because I started feeling, and not so much that I disliked the, even the premise of Metalhead or even some of these other episodes, but I just started feeling like the show thought I was stupid. And so when they started showing like, huh, here's the tablet from Archangel. Mm, here's the tub. Uh, here's the B, and I'm sure there are a few other ones because there's actually some episodes of Black Mirror I have not seen. Um, I just started thinking like, oh Jesus, here we go. And the the guy, uh, what's his face there, uh, Rollo Haynes. He is a good. Like at first I was annoyed by him, but then I, I really started liking him by the end. And yeah. he is a good Black Mirror crypt keeper, if you will. And I do think these stories benefited from being kind of a little bit more mini episodes mm -hmm. uh even though the first one was so black mirror but it was fine because it was only like you know what 10 minutes or something where the guy gets addicted to pain like you kind of see exactly where it's going when he can feel the pain of his of his uh patients and then try to diagnose them and then he gets to feeling of death it's like okay he's gonna be addicted to this um, and then he starts mutilating himself. To yeah, which is creepy as fuck or like yeah. so fucking weird. And it made me, a lot of it made me like this association of pleasure and pain. And like at the end when he's drilling open a guy and everything, it like made me feel physically uncomfortable in a way where I understand better the thrill of horror movies and things because that was like uh, uh like i was getting pleasure and pain out of it somehow because i was like disgusted by it but also liked it so uh i was well executed i thought literally and executed I thought, as, 
I mean, as a goof, I never thought the show was going to do it. I was like, oh, yeah, then he could put on a girl and fuck her. And then it's like, then he does it. And I'm like, all right, good for you. you." (laughs) Yeah. And then they have the goof with the dick with the boner at the end. And I know like they he says after that he added that in himself. And that's when I'm like, this is Tales from the Crypt. This show's fucking this show's Tales from the Crypt. This show's great. This dude has a boner in his uh in his hospital bed. Yeah, I thought that was I I guess a good way of showing that he was not uh like that it, it was kind of a subjective retelling as well, which comes into play uh towards the end of the episode which is nice yeah mr black Uh, in the chat i thought they were going to go with a literal cyber satan with the curator and all these people trapped in purgatory with it's always hot or him turning red etc also he offers one of the patients an apple uh yeah yeah i kind of was i i was getting that too like i thought because as the as he's telling the stories and it the episode progresses he starts weird weirding out like getting sweaty and red i totally thought they were setting up some sort of reveal of him being a creature or a robot or some shit of course because why wouldn't they uh and mikey says that he thought they were we were going to get backstories of previous episodes based off the artifacts like giving a little short story on why the dogs were made for metalhead or whatever and mikey also said he was glad they didn't do that and it turned out to be one of his favorite episodes yeah. And then because the second episode, we get more into, again, you know, kind of like uploading your like your being uh, where we have a couple who have a baby. And then like, uh, I mean, I guess it, it is part of the goof, but it was like we know she's going to get hit by a car when it's like, all right, get together. Let me back up and take the oh. picture. Um, yeah and i don't know like because the after effects of making a car run over someone is pretty easy meaning that we ever anytime anyone backs <laughs> and is near a road like i expect a car to run over them i expect that in like other shows where it wouldn't happen and of course it happens here but as you said it's kind of the goof as well yes and then it plays with you know this is kind of like early tech version where they they take her being and they upload it to his brain they use the old like hey we're only using x amount of our brain there's tons of empty space in there like who would ever think it was a good idea to have someone else's like no matter what happened i don't like uh to have someone else's you know consciousness like sharing your brain like of course that's immediately going going to be going wrong well, that's why the term having voices in your head is such a, you know, positive thing in our society, like all these positive stories on how that ends well when someone has voices uh, telling them what to do in their head. So so I guess it makes sense. No, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, but uh, they also do quickly get into it not working out and the different steps they could take. And I like the angle of this being such experimental technology that there's no laws for it because there wouldn't be, of course, that it's like, well, we could put her, like, you could just mute her. And then the first time he does it, it's like months later. And I almost thought it, it was going to be like, well, here's your grown up son already after the first mute. Um, yeah. But yeah, they go the route of him obviously getting interested in someone else and her like, I can feel your hormones. Like you're just getting ready to burst a big, uh, big wad down there. Gross. I can feel it in my balls, our balls. And you're like, okay, we're going to mute you real quick, real quick for a few months there. Um, so yeah, it uh, doesn't end up well, but then they put her in a toy like that's a normal thing you'd think to do. 
but I guess it's the only option uh, other than deleting her. Yeah, because some of the things to get to this place are, I mean, obviously rush, but you forgive it because it's a short story. And I feel like this wouldn't be, a, 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 even though it feels like there's enough to cover where this could be a full episode, I don't think it would be a good full episode. I think it benefits from being the shorter story. And I like where it gets to this place where it just this simple, you don't even have to show the insides anymore just seeing this stuffed animal and saying like monkey needs a hug, like it's heartbreaking because you know, someone's just trapped in there and there's nothing they could do. So I, I do like this story and where they get to. Um, so I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. It is kind of like how, like at the end of his story, he's like, obviously, you know, we couldn't delete her. So she's still here trapped in a perpetual nothingness state and i didn't pause her or anything i just left her conscious so she's just staring there 24 hours a day in a glass thing so no one can touch her and it's like you already told us that people upload old people into the cloud this is after san junipero you're saying like oh we don't have an adapter for that old technology so we can't get her consciousness up so she can hang out in the 80s or whatever i guess Hold on, Jacob. Have you ever tried to find like an old printer cable adapter to USB? It is well, my life. So that's, that is true. That's what I was uh, guessing. Like, well, yeah, I don't have. We don't have that port. So sure, we could create one, but who's got the time? Got the money. That's a physical thing. We just make digital things now. Great, great bit. Um. So I also wanted to mention, just moving back for a second to the previous story of the doctor who can sense um, what others are sensing. That's a Carl Pilkington bit that in a podcast, Carl Pilkington had the idea like, what if you could like invent a machine that would let a doctor feel exactly what a patient has because it would be way easier to diagnose. And I bring this up because I feel like there's a 10-20% chance that good old Charlie Showrunner actually heard that. And I mean, I realize you could think of that independently. I'm sure a lot of people have had that thought. But it's funny how Carl Pilkington had this idea and now it's brought to the silver, well, the black screen, the black mirror screen. You should get a producer credit minimum absolutely um so final tale of the crypt is another one where at the beginning i rolled my eyes because i'm like oh no because they go into this room and it's like a hannibal lecter cell but it's like a hologram digital man in there and i'm like oh (laughs) here we go (laughs) yeah yeah and um well, what did you think about how it went? Because, you know, we, that story is very short because the climax is in reality. It's just, you know, got a serial killer to uh, download uh, and made him a hologram and then I, tortured him, I guess. Yeah, I ended up really liking it because, I mean, it was clear because in the other two stories, you kept hearing about the dead nurse. So I was waiting to see how that comes back. And well, she was it, a dead weather girl, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, dead weather girl. You're right. Uh, then it comes back and, you know, this was the guy. And I like that it's like assumed he didn't do it, but they don't bother getting into like who did it or did he? Maybe he, maybe there's a chance he did do it, but he says he didn't do it. it yeah. Um, and what they explore, and it is nice that if they're doing this shared universe, a lot of these episodes do have a common theme, like you know, artificial intelligence or just our uploading our own self 
to the cloud, to a hard drive, whatever, which of course ties back in with the previous episodes of Black Mirror. So it is nice that these things are all kind of, you could put them in this weird chronological order and see the different steps to get wherever we've gotten, like whichever one is considered like the, the, the latest one. And you, you see that they're using kind of similar tech, even with what, what they put by your, um, by your eye for the memory or for the VR uh, USS Callister, or then again, what he uses before the guy gets the electric chair. That was the thing I scoffed at the most because I'm like, well, they're still using the electric chair? What is this? Yeah, wouldn't they just download his life into a grave or something? Well, I mean, I don't even think we use the electric chair now. <laughs> yeah it's not a thing that's used it's just like a lethal injection or whatever but i'm sure it's a, a better visual uh, I, I guess i would have liked it if they like lethal injected him but he's like well the crowds aren't gonna like that so i made it a bit more visual and he has oh, an electric yeah. chair <laughs> well but I, I don't even mean beside like i uh, i guess yeah is it important that he downloads that experience to have it later because he could still play it up as an electric chair from my uh, imagination, he could write it whatever code he wants. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I get it. There's synergy, synergy there. You want it to be electric chair. Uh, I can forgive it. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up it being uh, an interesting story, and I like how it played out with catching up to present day where we're at here in the Black Museum. Um, and you know, it ends up being this thing where he puts this guy on display, and you can come to this museum. You could pull the switch yourself. And get a little keepsake of this man in perpetual pain, as yeah. he, uh, uh, electrified to death. Yeah, and I guess it's—I uh, guess it makes sense. It, it's kind of like what would people do? But obviously, if you're going to like this weird, creepy museum, then it's like, oh, am I going to pull the switch? I guess because people look so happy when they see this like screaming thing. But I guess if like if you go like to a voodoo shop or whatever like it's the equivalent but like with robots and shit like you go to be a bit spooked out and stuff because in a way i felt like obviously the people who come in later who are the actual sadists and stuff of course it makes sense that they want to pull the switch but i'm like would everyone pull the switch and well, I, I guess so i think you would because i mean i don't i mean i guess they're hard drive people so yeah that's what i mean i, I it's hard to gauge where the I guess if it's that's after San Junipero, we are aware that you can upload people to the cloud. So huh, I guess it depends. I could imagine that world. There are still people that would argue whether it's a real person or not. So I could just see it as people looking at it as like a game rather yeah, yeah. than putting someone in pain. But I, that is an interesting question, depending on what that world uh, looks at that as um, question in the chat. Did you like it that it had an uplifting ending or are you hoping for a dark end? I, I mean, I guess this is as uplifting you can get, but I still don't even fully see it as uplifting. I guess the bad guy does get his comeuppance and, you know, the the man being tortured for for basically however forever is kind of set free. And I didn't even mind the old like sh her mom's living in her head as the passenger that we. Like, yeah. That was the only bit that I didn't love because it felt like an extra thing on top that they shoved in at the end. And the reason it makes sense is that it kind of pays off this line at the beginning. She says that it's a surprise for her dad and her mom 
was had the idea so that's why that makes sense at the end but i still didn't really love it because it felt like a a tiny hamster felt like a little bit of a stacking an extra thing on there that didn't need to be on there but i guess it's overall i feel very positive about it because this is how they do a a positive ending black mirror style because uss callister even though it's a good ending it kind of had a vibe of like almost going too positive and here it's like positive in just the right way, I feel. Uh, although they do make him like cartoonishly evil there when he's talking about the pain and everything. And uh, I guess that's okay because he's he's this weird, creepy crypt guy. Uh, and he's been dealing with artificial intelligences and stuff. So he's been weirdly desensitized. And he's the guy who's like, well, we could just turn her off or whatever. There's no law. Ha ha ha. So I guess it makes sense. But he's like cartoonish and sweating. And like, yeah, it's, it's not a far-fetched thing to think he might be the devil at that point um but yeah it's good that he gets what's coming to him it is weird because this does feel to me like this is a black mirror series finale like okay we're all done you know the black museum is black mirror we've burnt it down and the viewers gotten their revenge and now we ride off into the sunset so be interesting to see where they go from that yeah honestly that would make sense i mean i see a lot of Like, when you search Black Mirror right now, there's so many timelines and things of everyone connecting all the pieces together, which I guess is fun for some people. But it's it's like you said, when they opened up on that and they're, like, showing all the bits from all the episodes, I'm like, what a fucking coincidence. Like, it's not a coincidence. We're in Black Mirror, and because it's also the Black Museum, like you said, it, it I don't mind it because it does all tie together in a way where if next season it's just, ah, no, now the lizards are robots. Like, where do you go from here? Well, the only reason why I don't, like when they first showed the stuff, I minded it. I was like, don't do this. Yeah. The reason why I don't mind at the end is because I don't, like at first I was like, oh no, are they going to try to like connect everything and build like a timeline? But I, by the end, I didn't get that impression. And I feel like people doing that, you're setting people doing that on Reddit and stuff, you're setting yourself up to be let down. Because to me, it felt more like they're like, hey, this would be kind of fun. And I know they do stuff in other episodes. Like if you look at like the news ticker or stuff, there are references to other episodes. But I don't feel like they have this grand plan. They're just like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if this referenced that or this? Yeah, is- yeah. So I feel like if you're trying to think that there's this going to be this big breakthrough coming, I think you're setting yourself up to be let down. No, I absolutely agree. I think they definitely just throw that stuff in and like it's a fun thing. I think most people going into it now are kind of treating it that way as well. I guess it would be interesting. Like, well, it would probably not work as well, but what if they did a season, a final season with several episodes that is one story? I don't know. It, that would be a real weird gamble because it's such a nice uh, format and such a nice ending point. And look at South Park. It's easy to fuck that up. Um, but I agree. I feel feel the same way, I think, um, about the little bits and pieces. I also noticed like a San Junipero postcard I think in Metalhead, when she's like pulling open drawers looking for ammunition or whatever, um, and stuff like that. So, but but I feel like yeah, it's it's put in as a fun little thing. Let's not go Westworld over here. Yeah, which that's what I'm fine with. I I I enjoy that. I'll take that. But yeah, if they really try to try to bridge a gap and kind of make a 
make a like a full on shared universe i guess maybe they can explain things away as a multiverse or some stuff is in vr but uh, don't bother please don't do yeah. that yeah yeah mikey says it's nice when it's subtle like the song from crocodile was from an earlier episode i i just remembered the song at the end where the kids are singing like we could be whatever we want to be and so on uh, uh which is i thought that was nice uh for her when she's there with almost blood on her hands uh and like regretting the choices she made i don't know if that was too heavy-handed for you yeah no I, I didn't think that was bad i guess there's a porn that she skims by that is reminiscent of that game show like where they live like that game show type episode where they right. live odds or whatever yeah but that's like you're right that's the type of connection we would want and appreciate that it's just a little reference because that's also like in line with how this show is we don't need to then go like bang this is this is all connected man it's i don't think they're going that way either so i think that's good well that's all the episodes of black mirror um i i did enter into it feeling like not necessarily negative but a bit uh anxious about it i think maybe because of my low expectations i came out pretty positive uh what's your overall summary impression uh, I mean, like I said, overall, I do. Th I, uh, I mean, I'm glad we have this show. I look forward to more, and I, I liked it. It's just, uh, I think maybe some of the lows were a bit lower than I anticipated, um, and it didn't quite hit the highs that I felt like the last season did because I still, you know, episodes like um, let me pull up uh, last season real fast. Um, episodes like Nosedive, I thought it, I thought Nosedive is a great episode all the way through. Great idea, great execution. Um, I like playtest a lot. Of course, everyone loves San Junipero. And then, I mean, there's some obviously some lowlights with like Shut Up and Dance. It has like a gripping story, but then it's kind of like eye rolling a little bit. Of course, everyone hates the B one. Uh, and yeah, it's just kind of whatever. Yeah, and I guess I mean that's the. The good thing about this show is that we can have pretty different impressions of different episodes, but still come out positive overall on like all of it and also appreciating when they try to do stuff, even when they bungle it sometimes. For example, Playtest, there were way too many like twists in that one for me towards the end uh, and like another reveal on another reveal that I, I know it's like, I'm not saying it's worse, but for me, I, I enjoyed that less than even some of the bad parts of this season. And I didn't like Shut Up and Dance very much and Hated in the Nation, of course. So uh, I, like, I, I definitely don't want to argue and say that one is better than another, but I, I think it's kind of cool that we can have these varied impressions. And there's a show that allows that, that isn't, because we always complain about every show being too long, sometimes too short, but often too long. And here, like, even if an episode is too long, it's still like, on to the next one. And they might make an amazing one next time. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, it definitely benefits from that. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like that it could end here and it'd be great. Uh, but I welcome more and look forward to more as well. So yes. And final word from the chat was that Mr. Black said he feels the longer the show goes on, the harder it is to surprise the audience. You gain an immunity to the shtick. And I think that's true, but in a way that's been true for like the previous season as well. And that's why I appreciate the small ways they're changing it up. 
Uh, and I, I also agree with you. I, they could end here, and may, or maybe they'll do something great next time. But they may need to change things up a bit more. We may need to skip some of the lines that go, you know, poor fucker was born blind, apparently, and that stuff, maybe. Because if anything, like that's their that's their fault. Like that's the show's fault. That's not the audience's yeah. fault. Um, because but they, they manage. Sorry to cut you off. They manage it really well when it's we think it's a robot baby and it's not. Yes, I mean because this show benefits from being able to have a whole new story every episode, and a lot of shows shows can last five or six seasons of great shit, and sometimes have thirteen to twenty episodes, and you know. Uh, like without losing their shtick it's you know it's up to them to be able to kickstart those stories and not fall into the same trappings uh into when they go into a new episode you know yeah yeah so uh as we mentioned earlier if you have an episode you'd like us to discuss you can leave a review on itunes and let us know which one we should check out and we are guaranteed to do so but that offer expires at the end of this month so make sure you get your review in um, you can also send your opinions on any of the shows we've discussed to shows which you know show at gmail.com or subscribe of course on itunes stitcher or why not youtube where we stream our shows live uh we often tweet out the links from our twitter twitter.com slash shows what you know that's you with the letter u anything else jim mm, you can find more jacob bars at awesomepedia.org you can find more from me excuse me at jimandm.com and thanks for listening yeah later Peace.